So here we are giving you a behind the scenes look at what's going on professionally as well as personally. We'll start with all that we're handling with our rental properties, and then we'll talk about some fun and exciting stuff coming up with your landlord resource and in our private lives as well. Welcome to your landlord resource podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the Your Landlord Resource Podcast. This is Stacy, and I'm here with Kevin, who I believe you all probably know by now is not only my business partner, but my partner in life as well. It kind of sounds like we're just living together, doesn't it? <laughs> a little, but to clarify, we are married, husband and wife, or at least that's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah. See, even after all this time, you're getting it. All right, you guys, this is a lighter episode where we're talking about what is going on with us behind the scenes. Many of the questions that were submitted for our Q&A were listeners wanting to know more about the comings and goings of our day-to-day lives. So here we are giving you a behind-the-scenes look at what's going on professionally as well as personally. We'll start with all that we're handling with our rental properties, and then we'll talk about some fun and exciting stuff coming up with your landlord resource and in our private lives as well. Yeah, it's nice to break things up a little and share a little more detail about where we are with our investments. So let's start with our Chico, California property. This is a single-family home that was bought when kid number two attended college at California State University, Chico. We bought it in the first place because where he was living before was a dump, and the rents were crazy for that. So we decided to pick up a single-family home for him and his roommates to live in. I mean, the last place he had, I think we mentioned before, but the air conditioner was held up by a two-by-four out the back window. Yeah, and he was a horrible landlord. (laughs) Kid number two is super responsible, so we really had no worries about insane parties and damage to the home. This home is over 100 years old, so it had issues when we bought it. We did a lot of updates. I mean, the floor was sagging in the kitchen from supports that had settled. So we removed all the cabinets and appliances, opened the whole thing up, and we put it back with new vinyl plank flooring. I mean, it looked really nice. And when we say opened it up, you couldn't walk across it. You had to walk on a plank. It was You could see the dirt. The dirt, exactly. Uh, we put a new roof on, a new HVAC, and added air conditioning. And when the roof was going on, they found issues with an illegal addition that had been done somewhere along the line. So we ended up having to rip the ceiling and roof off and add proper joists. And side note here, kid number two and I got to do the demo on that and... We had a blast. I mean, that was, that was fun. We decided to extend the wall out several feet and add a closet 
to make this bonus room into a proper bedroom, which added quite a bit of equity to the value of the home. Uh, anything else? Well, all of that was done in 2016 when we purchased the home. And since then, we've replaced the front porch. We replaced all of those 100-year-old windows with double-paned efficient ones. And this was more of a safety issue than anything else because none of the windows opened well and there was not safe egress from the bedrooms in case there was a fire. So that had to be done. We did those updates because we weren't sure if we were going to sell it or if we were going to rent it to more college kids. And then the pandemic hit and the university pretty much shut down for well over a year. Yeah. So that's when we decided to sell it. And of course, we got the whole place done. I mean, the windows, paint, new carpet in the bedrooms, etc. And the bathroom in the primary bedroom that's in the center of the home flooded when a water supply line broke. The place was vacant and the water ran for days, pretty much destroying about a third of the home. Now, we've talked about this before, but this happened a few years after the devastating campfire that took out 3,000 structures about 15 miles east of where this home is located. So what happens to people like us who need a contractor or subs is that no one is available. I mean, they were all rebuilding the homes and structures that were burnt down in the fire. Yeah, and recently we learned that part of the problem was also many of the homes that burnt were homes of those contractors and subs that service this county, which is Butte County. A lot of these people never moved back, and so the pool of contractors and subs had diminished quite a bit. Yep, and this is a classic supply and demand issue where we couldn't find anyone to take on the flood damage. The insurance company likely would have found one of those restoration companies to do it, but to be honest, we have a family member who had disastrous results from one, and we just felt it was better to find our own team. So, our contractor from Sacramento, which is about 90 minutes away, stepped up and got the job done. Bottom line, the work got done, but it did take several months. And then the house just sat and sat. <laughs> so, we decided it was time to sell the property and use the capital from that to purchase our next investment. Yep. So, here is where we give you a little personal info about our goals. Kevin and I have these investments to basically service our finances during retirement years. Many years ago, we had to have one of those come to Jesus talks because neither of us had really focused on our retirement and what that would look like. We had some debt, so we worked at getting that under control. We had a very small cushion, so we really started saving anything and everything that we could to build that up because we wanted six months of all our expenses set aside in case of an emergency. And we developed a plan for retirement because we're not spring chickens. Right now, I'm 53 and Kevin is, can I say it? Go ahead. Kevin is turning 65 next month. So time is ticking away quickly. And back at that time, we needed to, excuse my friends, get our shit together. The purpose of this is because once we had the debt paid off and we had six months of a financial cushion, we had our credit scores looking really good. We could start scaling our portfolio by selling, exchanging, and pulling equity out of our existing properties to buy more. Our goal? To purchase one large multifamily property per year for the next 10 years. And so far, we're on track with this goal. 
and being 2024 is going to be year number three, we will sell our Chico single family home and use the equity and capital to purchase a multifamily out of state. Yeah, and we're not sure where just yet. And as we mentioned in our other podcast, we look to see what's available near where the kids live so we can use a business trip to visit the property. And we also get a chance to sneak in a visit with them at the same time. However, as you know, kid number one is in San Diego, which is not the best choice for us right now. We need each building we purchase to make a good profit from the get-go. With the funds we have to put as a down payment, in San Diego, we would be looking at a duplex, where in parts of Indiana or Tennessee, for example, we could get a 10 or 12-unit building. And where the rents are much higher in San Diego, and we would earn about the same rents, we only have two units versus, say, eight. When one person moves out of a duplex, the loss of rent is much higher than if one of the eight moves out. Also, the quality of building we could afford in San Diego would be a much older building and is nothing compared to what we could get at a state, which could be much newer. Kid number two is in the Boise, Idaho area and where we already 1031 exchange land to buy a fourplex there last year. The building prices have increased, but the rents have not. Not exactly the same, but similar to San Diego. In Idaho, we can get a fourplex for the same as we can get an eightplex somewhere in the Midwest. But there's something to be said for having established boots on the ground before buying at a state or the area where you're based. Yeah, there's also something to be said about having a bulk of our travel be a write-off and getting to visit with the kids at the same time. But where we buy is the part that gives me anxiety. And if I were in charge of this, and I don't mean like I don't have a decision in it, I mean, if I were the one who was doing all the research, I would get into analysis paralysis and we'd never find the right property. So Kevin does this and usually will give me about three options from about three to five areas, and then we'll work it out from there. We weigh the pros and the cons. The bottom line is we're selling our last single family home rental to buy a much larger multifamily complex. We'll use the capital as a down payment and take out a rather large loan. And then as equity grows, we'll either sell, refinance, or take out a HELOC to buy the next one, and then the next one, and so on. Okay, the next thing we got going on for our rental properties is at our Sacramento complex. This is a sixplex that is comprised of two two two-bedroom units, two one-bedroom units, and two studio apartments. And we do pretty well on most all the units, but we see a lot of turnover in our studios. So to jump on the wagon and follow what a lot of other people have done over the last year or two, we are converting one of those studios into a midterm rental. All right, let me jump in here. For those of you who might not understand the term, a midterm rental is a furnished rental, much like an Airbnb, but it caters to those who stay over 30 days and usually less than a year. Yeah, more like 30 to 90 days, sometimes up to six months. So who do these units cater to? A variety of people, depending on what large businesses, universities, medical facilities, or government offices are near your rental. It also depends on the size of your rentals because midterm living for single-family home rentals 
usually will be a family displaced by a fire or flood and the insurance company is renting it out. Studios, one and two bedroom units can cater to traveling nurses, visiting teachers or professors in town to teach for a semester, or government officials and businessmen and women who come to work on a project for a period of time longer than 30 days. Now in Sacramento, our target would be traveling nurses as we have a couple of really large hospitals near us, as well as government officials and business people since the building is located about a mile from the state capitol. Yeah, so this is a unit that had a tenant in there who trashed it. The person who was renting it had lost their job, and apparently they had a drinking problem that had escalated with the loss of that job. There was an unreported flood that trashed the floors, and they had a fruit fly infestation that also went unreported, and that was pretty disgusting. It took us a while to get this person to move out, and then to remodel as inexpensively as possible. But we did all new floors, all new appliances, and we gutted and remodeled the bathroom. So we'll do a whole podcast on what it was like to set up the midterm rental soon, but let's just say it's not cheap. There are so many things to learn about, from the quality of the bed to the number of dishes to what the process is to turn the unit and knowing what amenities these people are looking for. Most of all, What we outfitted the unit with was new. We needed a neutral color palette and didn't want to purchase items that were costly as the wear and tear is going to be much greater given the amount of turnover that there's going to be. And you might be asking, why would you do this? Because it can bring in significantly more income than a long-term tenant, or so the research says. The caveat is the property owner has more expenses because you have to cover utilities, internet, and potentially someone to clean and flip the unit. So you need to make sure that the rent you can charge is really worth doing all this work. Yeah, the the idea was fantastic, but now not quite so sure. Traveling nurses are not as plentiful as six months ago or a year ago, and many business people now run projects remotely. But we're going to give it a try. If it takes off and does really well, we have one more unit we can convert as well. If not, We can always stick all the goods in storage for when kid number three moves out. Yeah, at the very least, we will learn all about the process and be able to add that to our repertoire of property management skills. All right, in the same building, we have a couple of updates that we're working on. The first thing we're doing is we're converting all of those old school round doorknobs to smart locks. And for one, this is an amenity that some of the nicer apartments in our area offer and it's easy for us to implement and replicate. Once the internet is all up and running for the midterm rental, we can use that to operate the app for all six doors. These locks help tenants with lockouts when they forget their keys inside or if they lose their keys and a whole rekey is needed. It also helps when the unit is vacant. We can send out temporary codes to workers who need limited time access and not have to keep a lockbox or have a bunch of keys out with random subs. We can give them a code that expires so that they cannot go back into the unit later on when it's occupied and potentially steal from that person. It's especially helpful with midterm rentals and the high turnover. Yeah, I had my doubts about them and how well they would work, but our contractor put one of them on the midterm unit recently, and I was seriously impressed with them. We bought the Quickset Halo Locks, 
I think we initially bought them at Costco on sale, right? Yeah, they were $40 off for a couple of weeks back in, I don't know, a couple months ago. So I bought all that we needed for the building at that time. And we also like them because Quickset has an amazing process for rekeying locks. So these locks also have a backup key for each tenant to have. And with the Quickset system, all you have to do is pick up a set of their replacement keys online and you can rekey the lock in a matter of minutes for under 10 bucks. No need for a locksmith to come out and rekey a unit door at turnover. We'll link the lock set and the replacement key set in the show notes so you can see what we're talking about. So other than some maintenance that we have to do to that sixplex, we're looking pretty good. The only potential issue is if our super long-term tenant of 13 years decides that he's going to move out. That unit is going to need a total overhaul and probably is going to be pretty expensive. Not really something that we're ready and willing to do right now. And I think that about does it for investments, right? Yeah, other than we're going to potentially have some HVAC work to do on all the units in Idaho at some point. Yeah, and a remodel if that one family downstairs moves out. Right, like Sacramento. Let's hope that's not too soon. No, right. Fingers crossed. All right, let's move on to your landlord resource. This started as a little side hustle. We wanted to help newbie landlords who wanted some sort of guidance and help because so many DIY landlords that we know would come to us and ask questions on how to do this or what would we do about that. And we thought, maybe there's a need out there. So that's why we started Your Landlord Resource. And I'll be honest, we also started it because we thought we might be able to supplement our income a little. (laughs) Or so we thought. Yeah, seriously. Don't worry, folks. We're not getting rich off Your Landlord Resource. But I will say that from the get-go, the idea was to create online courses so that we could sell them at a reasonable price and teach you all about how to run and operate your properties. So that's what we're going to do for 2024. Our plan is to launch our first course. We are thinking about doing the subject of from marketing to move in in early spring. Depending on how that goes, we have a few other ideas like maybe a mini course on how to photograph your unit like a professional and maybe a program or a course where we walk you through the process of creating your operating manual. We have a lot of ideas. Hey, if you have a preference to one of those, shoot us an email and let us know which one appeals to you best. Should we focus on how to find your ideal tenant with from marketing to move in or creating your operating manual for your rental property business or the mini course on photographing your rental property like a pro? We'll link our email in the show notes for you to shoot us a quick email and let us know what you think. All righty then. We said we would share some personal information with you, so here goes. As you may or may not know, we love to travel. And this year, we were able to do a 12-day road trip from the south back to California. That was amazing. We visited so many places. Let's see, there was Chattanooga, Nashville, New Orleans, all through Texas, New Mexico, the Grand Canyon, even Las Vegas. Yeah, all those places except Texas I had never been to. So it was such a great experience. And the road trip part was interesting. I would watch in amazement a lot of the way, but as soon as I would put my head back to rest, or if I'd look at my phone, Kevin would holler out, look at that. What? I didn't (laughs) want you to miss anything. Yeah, I would have been fine if I missed that large airplane in the park with the kids playing on it, Kev. 
Okay, fine then. No more pointing out cool stuff to you. Yeah, whatever. So after that road trip, which was to bring home kid number three, his car, and much of his belongings after he graduated from Clemson last May, we had a few weeks home before we took off for Europe for 17 days. And that was awesome. Okay, you see, in our family, when someone graduates, we take the family, whomever is available, on a trip of the graduate's choice. In the past, we've traveled with them to Italy, France, the UK, uh, let's see, Portugal, Spain. And on this trip, we added Sweden, Denmark, the Netherlands, and Germany. Stacy and I have also been to Austria, Switzerland, and France by ourselves. All amazing experiences with a lifetime of memories. Definitely. And, and now you know why we say we're so blessed. So this coming year in 2024, we want to keep traveling. We have a trip to Hawaii coming up. Oh, Kevin and I are going to be traveling to New York to cross a bucket list item of mine off. And we're going to go see Billy Joel play at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I know that's your bucket list item, but, you know, I'll go ahead and sacrifice and help you out on that one. Yeah, I'm sure. So Stacy likes sports, mostly baseball and football. She goes to the University of San Francisco basketball games with me, but her first NBA game was at Madison Square Garden watching the... Um, give me a second. The Knicks. Yes. And who did they play? Oh, come on. I don't know. Their rival. Um, they had green on. Celtics. See, you know more than you think. (laughs) Well, basketball is not my favorite. I think it stems from playing when I was in grammar school. I was always the last one picked, which, you know, is always a huge confidence builder. I had no idea what to do, except that I had to get the ball in the hoop. And I certainly did not like how much running there was. But you guys, Kevin is really good at basketball. He played in high school which so happens to be the same high school that Barry Bonds and Tom Brady went to. This school is known to have excellent sports programs, so he had to be pretty good to play there. He's coached two of the three kids in basketball when they played middle school, too. Yeah, but I like baseball and football, too, and I watch those games much more often than I watch NBA games. That's true. But anyway, so we're going to go see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden and a Broadway play, so I'm pretty excited about that. And maybe we'll do another trip to Europe. I'm not sure. Kevin really wants to see Ireland and Scotland. And I'm not sure that's in the cards this year. But we will definitely be in San Diego as well as Boise for a week here and there visiting kids one and two a couple times each. Plus, we try to spend as much time as we can at the family home in the mountains during the summer. And we have at least one, likely two weddings in 2024. Yes, one of our oldest and dearest friend's daughter is getting married, and my niece as well. So yeah, a couple weekends away there, too. We have quite a bit of work that we are going to be doing here at our personal home as well. It's all mostly the kind of stuff that needs to be done, but no one will really notice. We have the roof that needs to be replaced, which before we do that, we need to have some electrical work done and get info on doing solar panels. Yes, and don't forget, you agreed we can get air conditioning. Oh, man, you and the air conditioning, you never let up. No, because our bedroom was 87 degrees at 1030 at night multiple times, and that is way too hot for me. Multiple meaning two? Multiple meaning many times. Okay. (laughs) All right, what else? Oh, we have a bunch of dry rot to contend with off the balcony of our bedroom. I'm not looking forward to that one. 
I mean, they have to break up the stucco to repair it properly, and who knows what they'll find when they open that up. Yeah, but unfortunately, it has to be done. We've put it off way too long. And then, of course, the whole house will have to be painted this year when all that work is completed. Yeah, so as you can see, not work with a lot of wow factors outside of the painting, but maintenance that needs to be done nonetheless. We always stress to landlords to stay on top of it because it only gets worse as time goes on. And on our home, we did the exact opposite. Yeah, well, because we were busy putting a lot of time and effort into remodeling our units so that tenants would have a nice place to live and would stay on. So what is it they say about the shoemaker's children? Oh, yeah, that they go barefoot because the shoemaker is too busy making shoes for everyone else? Yep, that's us as rental property owners. Because up until 2017, when we did that big remodel to our house, our tenants lived in a nicer home than, than we did. Hey, even kid number two living in Chico had it better off than we did that's, here. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so on the rental property side of things, we are selling our last single-family home rental and investing in a multifamily, likely out of state. Your landlord resource has us working on a new course to launch in spring, along with the weekly podcast and newsletter that we put out. And don't forget to email us on whether you'd prefer to learn about placing your ideal tenant, completing your operations manual, or learning how to photograph your unit for marketing. And then on the personal front, we are going to continue to grow our retirement nest egg, travel, spend time with family and friends, and do a bunch of work on the house to reduce that list of large, expensive maintenance items that we need to complete. I think that covers it. As we've said, we live very busy lives. Not complaining at all, just was hoping as I got older, things would slow down and they seem to just get busier and busier. Stace, it'll be fine. Everything is going to be fine. Yeah, well, there you have it. Hey, we'd love to connect with you. We have a great newsletter with all kinds of tips and articles for rental property owners that you can sign up for and it's free. We'll link it in the show notes along with links to our Facebook group and social media sites. Lastly, if you love what you hear, would you do us a huge favor and leave us a kind review so we can continue to reach other rental property owners? We really need other listeners to know how our podcast has helped you and what you love about listening to us each week. You can find the link in the show notes for your review. While you're at it, would you also follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? Your downloads each week allow us to grow and reach other DIY landlords. That is all for today our last episode of 2023, wishing you all nothing but peace, grace, and prosperity in 2024. Thanks for listening, and until next year, you've got this, landlords. 